Adelin. Michael. Joe. <laughs> where we discuss what's going on in and behind relationships. All kinds of relationships. But most importantly, we will nav- help you navigate the relationship you have with yourself. Well, so, is that a mouthful? <laughs> All right. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Our, our topic today is stress and the holidays. And we're going to sprinkle in a few other things. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? November 7th. You have 21 days before Thanksgiving. Do the holidays stress you out? Are you already starting to get stressed out for the holidays? Hmm. Do you do the family issues? <laughs> where your favorite aunt, uncle, brother, sister, or your mother and father stress you out? Maybe. We're going to cover the subject throughout the holidays. So the answer to that is have no one over for the holidays. <laughs> In fact, we were kind of glancing a little bit on the internet to see what other people said besides what we do, and um, there was a couple of really wonderful suggestions, and one was, go away for the holidays. That's probably the best bet. So as much as I was joking about don't invite anybody over, they're saying, (laughs) escape, run away. (laughs) That's very true. Give me me another one. There's a a couple there that, that we looked at that were pretty funny. There's like scheduling issues. You know, you have to visit multiple homes because, you know, if you have kids. Their answer. What's that? Their their answer to coping on the holidays, remember? Oh, Oh, how to cope? Oh. There were a couple of funny ones, I thought. They were kind of comical. Um, One, well, People Magazine. (laughs) They had seven ways to look and feel great for the holidays. Natalie Portman was on the cover. Yeah. And, and and this the first one is one of my favorites. Go yeah. ahead. Do you want to do it? Because your mom try, told you this. Oh yeah, try a red lip. So there's a reason pros love the shade for their celeb clients. It it brightens your skin and makes your teeth look whiter. <laughs> so red lipstick, huh? That's all it does. See, I thought that meant give somebody a red lip by by um, punching them in the lip. Yeah, that's kind of see yeah. because that would be in the men's magazine. It would be how to solve a problem, but in the lip. <laughs> yeah, boom. Okay, that would be the blue-collar workers, maybe even the white-collar worker, answer to an argument. My mother always told me, put on some lipstick and you'll feel better. I mean, I, she actually said that to me. So I've been trying that, <laughs> and what's been happening is I'm getting very strange looks, and I actually feel worse. <laughs> so I disagree with that advice. Well, I did notice that all the ways that they talked about feeling and feeling great and looking good were just everything that covers up like they talked about concealer and lip so it's like hiding your issues and, and make hiding, sure no one sees them and you know you won't have them anymore hiding <laughs> for the holidays that's what it's called so when your family comes over uh, you cook the meal you put it out you say it's a self-serve buffet and then you go upstairs to your room and turn on the football game. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and then when they all leave, you come downstairs and watch the late night football game. Yeah, yeah that's it. And then there'll be no stress. <laughs> Here's another one. What kids might say, what they will reveal oh, oh, during yeah. the holidays. That's a good so one. So this is about how, how parents worry about what their child will say when they get to the holidays and the holiday tables. Now, I personally never did that because it just never concerned me. I, I didn't hide anything. So 
Whatever I said, I was open to the kids saying because that's what I said. What <laughs> if they say, thought you didn't like Aunt Mary, Mom? Wait, that's not what you said this morning at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> See, then you have to worry if Aunt Mary doesn't know you don't like her. Yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> so really that's about hiding, right? It's still, again, hiding. Yeah, that's true. So these great problem solvers in, what was it, People? Mm-hmm, People okay. Magazine, and, well, November. And, and Cosmo had a very similar one, too. Uh, it's all about disguising, hiding, not not looking at. Yeah. And um, that's the way you that's the way you resolve all your stress. So when you're upset with your partner, you go to your bedroom. When you're upset with your child, you go for a drive, or you send your child outside and you lock the door, like what was done when I was a kid. Mom would say, "Go outside and play," and then she would lock the door so you could <laughs> back really? in. Yeah. Seriously. Especially when she was really PO'd. Okay, I don't think my mom did that. And um, I didn't care because it was safer outside anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the other people were safer. <laughs> so that didn't really matter. Well, the best bet is to definitely, if you're having some trouble, just put the red lipstick on. I love that. Or more concealer. Yes. And especially so. if you're a man. Yeah. <laughs> so for all you men listening, go out and buy some red lipstick for you wives or girlfriends who do not have... Um, Boyfriends who do have lipstick, please go out and buy them lipstick for the holidays. <laughs> Thank you, People Magazine. <laughs> and, and we'll be selling that on our website at adelamichael.com, men's red lipstick. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. God, we ought to really do that. <laughs> and write this email down because you can email us with any holiday issues that you might have from now and throughout the holidays. Adele at adelamichael.com. Very easy. Adele is spelled like the singer, A-D-E-L-E. Right. And as she always says, she does not sing. Yes, I get that This Adele does not sing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So as far as stressors, back to the stressors a little bit. And yeah. so what are some common things that people get stressed out about on the holidays? And, and, and some of this is from our experience, and some of this is also from these very... Um, very, very deep magazines that give you this great information <laughs> on how to handle things. Yeah. Five most common arguments families face during the holidays. Well, give me one. One was um, money. Money. Which makes sense. Why would we fight about money over the holidays? You're spending too much money. Stop buying Christmas presents, please. So we not, don't have it in our budget. Thank so it's you. not really with your family. It's with your partner mostly. Then That's true. That's true. Because you're not going to yell at your mom for giving you a $1,000 gift certificate, are you? <laughs> no. Right. You're going to say, hey, mom, you gave me too much money. Please take it back. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, so how about, probably not. Then how about unmet expectations? Back to money? So, yes. And the All money right. is, so as a partner, you'll be arguing about that? It's yeah. not in the budget? Yeah, definitely that one. And... Um, well, how do we decide what's in the budget? Do we sit and talk about it, or do you just decide when you go shop? No, you definitely talk about it. So so what happens? How, why would they fight if they talked about it? <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. Well, I mean, after the holidays, I don't want to be behind. No, they've day. already talked about it. Okay. So I would say, this is my guess, my guess is that We've talked about it and discussed it, but you decided to go out and get an extra present for Dang Aunt Louise, who you didn't know uh, was on our list. And mm -hmm. so, wow, what a surprise. Did you just spent an extra $50, $100, 
maybe $1,000. I don't know. It all depends on your, your income level. So make this all relative to you. So you're going beyond the budget, and um, we agreed who we're buying for, but now you're buying for extra people. Well, then there's always uh, Susie at the office, yes. Johnny at the bank, um, Frank at McDonald's. They can add up. Frank gonna, at McDonald's. <laughs> we're we're going to buy all these people presents and, and give them away just because it's fun to give it away. Yeah. So just talk it over. So, so, so my question is, why is it so fun to give it away? Why, why don't you give it to yourself? I'm a give it away kind of girl, though. I, I just like they're seeing their faces when they open up the package. Why? But I get, I know. Why? It's just, I don't know. But now I've changed a little. Now I'm actually, I, I give to me. But before, I mean, years, I just rather. I loved giving rather than receiving. That was just me. Okay, what's the, the beautiful phrase that's usually given and taught amongst many, many cultures? It's better to give than receive. Receive, yeah. <laughs> well, that, I took that I think heart. that's kind of funny. <laughs> better to give than receive. That's really good for the people receiving who gave up or made up that phrase, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. let's pretend I was the, the head of whatever the organization was, and I got you to believe that. Hey, it's better to give than to receive. So don't keep the money yourself. Please donate it to us <laughs> so we can do things over here. Well, that's pretty cool. So if you want to donate and give away money, please go to adelandmichael.com <laughs> and donate as much as you want because we could certainly enjoy it. And now that Adele's into receiving, I, I'm open for it. Okay? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> so we're saying it's better for you to give than receive, and for us, it's better to receive than give. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, we're only kidding. Um, so, so this gets brainwashed into us, and so we start to believe this stuff. We start to think that we're supposed to take care of everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with sharing. There's nothing wrong with giving. But self-love comes from receiving. And most people have difficulty truly receiving without giving in return. Think about it. Can you actually sit and receive a gift of love, a gift of money, a physical gift, a gift of time, or anything? Can you receive it without having an urge to return or an obligation to return something so that you feel equal or not obligated? Can you just really sit and receive? And what you're really talking about is... Um you know, no strings attached. Right. Right? Well, yeah. let's assume that if someone gives a gift, there should be no strings attached. Yeah. And if they have strings attached, too bad. Oh. Shame on them. But I grew up with that. Yes. I mean, well, everybody that's does. That's everyone, yeah. But too bad. Shame on them. They shouldn't be giving if they were giving with strings attached. But things that's called That's called manipulation. That's it, not called it giving. It is. But it's so much better knowing that now. Mm -hmm. where I receive now. I receive love, I receive gifts, I receive time, and it's changed my world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, um, you know, as much as I've, I've said about my dysfunctional family, I will say there's some pretty cool things that I learned, and one of them was no strings. Mm -hmm. Either give it purely or don't give it. Did you really learn that? Yeah. Growing up? Well, they didn't teach no, it, it directly. No, it was implied. But they... They gave when they gave. 
Mm-hmm. Whatever they could or whatever they had, they gave in the way that was best for them, but there were no strings attached. Yeah. And so I did take that out of that and, and made it really a, a way of being. It's like, if I'm giving you something, I've given it to you. I don't care for anything in return. I have no desire of anything in return. And it is just a pure gift. That's, that's why it's called a gift. That's the first time I've ever heard that, that your family mm. taught you that. Yeah, so well, they didn't know they were teaching me. <laughs> it was probably by mistake. But they did. But they did. So we're going to give them that. We're going to yes. give them a yep. plus on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a star on the board for them. There we go. Okay, since they already have a lot of minuses. <laughs> they do, they do. <laughs> Another one um, under the, the five most common arguments families um, face during the holidays, competing traditions. This was a big one, and I think we should talk about it because I would imagine that most people have trouble with this. It's, in other words, when you get married, each person brings in a tradition so that they grew up with. So when blending the two worlds, it can be hard to let things go. I guess it can be, especially traditions, especially if you're steep, deep in your, your either your culture or your religious traditions. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Thanksgiving doesn't have too many religious traditions because mm. it's native to America True. about supposedly pilgrims and Indians after we stole all their land. But, <laughs> oh, before they, we stole their land. Um, so that's what that tradition was about. So there's really no religious thing to that one. So we sure. can kind of get away without religious culture on Thanksgiving. We just really have, you know, a uh, country of origin culture mm-hmm. difficulties. But Christmas... Now, there's yeah, a lot of different Christmas, types yes. of traditions. Yes, and then there's people who don't celebrate Christmas, such as the Jewish faith and others. And yeah, that's true. So they have a different type of holidays. Mm-hmm. How about a Jewish and a Catholic well, getting yeah. together? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, that's awesome because I've seen now that. you get a lot of holidays. Yeah. See, that's the benefit of that that joining is you get to have like three months of holidays. Yeah, totally. I went to a wedding where it was a Catholic marrying a, a Jewish person. I loved it. They did the stepping of the, on the glass and then everything. They did both sides, and it was just what a festive well, moment. <laughs> Why did they step on the glass? Were they doing like a, a Tony Robbins barefoot no, walk on the fire? <laughs> no, no fire involved. Oh, 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 it was actually part of the tradition. I don't know what that meant, <laughs> <laughs> the stepping on the glass. You probably don't know Yes. Yet. Oh, yeah. Someone, um, what was that? A friend of mine, Howard, told me once. Um, I, although it, it, it leaves my mind right now. Okay. Or I can't find that brain cell to talk about. <laughs> um, yes, so merging those cultures, in that case, is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how about a, a, maybe a Protestant and a Catholic? Do they do it different? It's pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah, which I've seen. Uh, yeah. All right. How about uh, an Aborigine? And a, Don't know. Al- although there aren't many Aborigines here. so, um, But... The, the the way that you celebrate the holiday though is not is really what the difference is. Yeah. So maybe you have a live Christmas tree and a and a fake Christmas tree. So those are <gasps> oh, those are yeah. two good ones. That is a good one. And a lot of people debate back and forth uh, about that. Mm-hmm. I, I mixed back and forth myself. In the beginning, I would buy just cut trees, figuring that I would wait till they were all near toward closer to the holiday and then I would take the ones so they wouldn't be a waste. Mm-hmm. Then after that I switched into taking lived ones and I, and I got live bald trees and then I 
planted them in the yard. Mm -hmm. And then the power company came along and cut down all the trees that I planted. So I said, wow, that was silly. <laughs> so I went to a, a fake Christmas tree as to not contribute to any um, killing of trees. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big tree guy. Yeah, you are. You cry when. Yes, I do. Our trees have to I be taken down. I did cry when they cut down my woods. <laughs> the movie that I once saw, which will definitely, if, if you can see two holiday movies, see Home for the Holidays and The Family Stone, because we'll be talking about them in the next two months. But The yes. Family Stone, regarding what you're talking about, The Family Stone was, was funny because um, Sarah Jessica Parker plays one. Um, I guess one family, and then I don't know who the other guy was. Yeah, by herself, she plays a whole family. <laughs> well, she was representing She does all the characters, so. yes. And it does say, I am the representative of this of family this over family. here, and I am the mother, father, sister, brother, daughter, and uncle. <laughs> well, there was a major fight during the movie about how she wanted to bake certain things. This is this is our family tradition, and she was very emotional about it. Mm -hmm. So getting back to also um, the things that can really get to you would be family meltdowns or um, Is that because you cooked the food too long? <laughs> Wounded pass. <laughs> so I want to know why you're attached uh -huh. to the family tradition. Mm. This is something for you to consider for your own growth, you plural people listening to us. Um, why are you attached to your family traditions? What does it mean to you? It's like... That, for me and to finish the question is okay. what what would happen if you didn't have the family tradition so what would those two things mean well i know this when i think back to how it felt how it smelled in the house you know certain things how it smelled it was weird right. so you didn't have but, pets no i didn't okay because that kind of smell would make you not want to have the no tradition. no <laughs> but things during christmas time Everybody knows this. It's just the whole house smells differently. You know, the holly and the candles. And it's, it's just, you, you know, you just remember those, that feeling. And it it's like cell memory. Your cell memory is remembering. So then when you get... So what you're telling me is my cells smell. <laughs> Your cells smell, Michael. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. Well, I don't mean stink smell. I mean smell smell. Like they all had noses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> you weirdo. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, so then I, I would say, well, if that's the case, okay. why wouldn't you do it all year long? Why do you wait for one day a year to prepare for it and it blows by in a bang, gone? Well, why I would you do it every day all year? Well, I will say that we do do it all year long. We do have a Christmas tree in our living room. <laughs> well, that we do. We, we have a white Christmas tree that becomes a seasonal tree. It's beautiful. So it's not actually a Christmas tree. It's only a Christmas tree at Christmas. We... But how about the smells? Okay, the smells. If you liked all that, why wouldn't you do it just anybody? And this is for you folks to, to think about for yourselves. Because the reason that I am asking this is because there are things that we do that we're not aware of why we do. And we just do them and are attached to them, which then eventually creates some kind of challenge for us. Especially if you're not conscious of why... You have the tradition, why you're attached to it, why you're not flexible. Why do you stick to the old and why don't you move forward? Why do we do that? Mm. See, for me, I was never like that. I do understand why some people do that, but I'm just putting this out there for a, 
Oh, a stretch of imagination so people can expand in their growth and, and maybe be a little bit more loose and a little bit more flexible. Right, and if the holiday time was a pleasant time in your life, why not kind right. of have that all year round in your home? Sure. I get it. I mean, there's a lot of people that have the holidays that are the opposite. Holidays were hell. They just didn't want to deal with right. the holidays. So they, they're the ones that go on vacation. <laughs> so the, those are the ones that minimize it or do it real quick yeah. or do it painfully or do it with a lot of tears. Uh, a lot of old memories come up. They're, they get really sad or depressed just for the holidays. So that will be one of our, our discussions in the upcoming weeks is um, depression uh, and, and for the holidays. Why do you get depressed? But you see all these different reactions to the holidays based upon our experiences and one would wonder if they were negative, why would you even celebrate? That's true. And if they were positive, why isn't it every day? Right. You know, I tried when my kids were little because Adele and I came together and we brought together separate families. So we're, we're a merged family, if you will, or a blended family, as some people are saying, uh, although none of us were put in a blender. We uh, <laughs> did blend together and we, we were very flexible. And even growing up for myself, my family was, here's another thing that I did get from them. They were very flexible. They weren't very strict on any particular thing, but they had enough that it gave you a basis of um, who you were, where you came from, that kind of thing for, for your human aspect. Mm -hmm. And so when my kids were little, what I did for a few years till they hit the teenage years, I decided that, well, why would we only have a birthday celebration? If, because first of all, you're only born once, you don't have a birth every year, so that makes no sense. It's not like you're being born every year, so this is a celebration of a one-day event that happened X amount of years ago. So I wanted to bring it into the present for the kids, and I celebrate every month. It was somebody, no, actually it was every week, on a Wednesday, it was somebody's special day. I love that idea. And between all four kids, it rotated. And so once a month, everybody had a special day. They got a small gift, they got uh, the meal of their choice, and they got celebrated as being the individual that they are, not my possession as a child. Right. And we did that Probably when I started, it was a little later, and so it only lasted for about four years or so because the kids started hitting teenage years, and then nobody anyway. wanted to be home anyway. <laughs> but during those years, it was pretty awesome because they got to know they were honored every month. Like, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. That alone time. As opposed time. to one birthday. Yeah, the alone time. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was really cool. So... Um, for those of you out there maybe listening, it might be something for you to think about. Honoring your, your children and maybe honoring each other if you're in a partnership rather than one day a, a year or just on a holiday. And why is it only Valentine's Day? Why aren't you loving to each other that intensely every, every month, every day, or just talk about it? It's about really opening up. It's opening the heart so that you live a life of wonderment and beauty rather than, oh, well, we can only do this in February and we only do this in January. And we, really? Come on, what happened to the rest of your life? That's just tradition. Yeah. 
Break the tradition. Break the tradition. I mean, we broke the tradition in so many ways. Uh-huh. Like, we have art all over our house. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do the art, and then we put it up, and then we take it down mm-hmm. and put new up, new art up. That's how it should be. How, right. How, whatever so, feels so good. we live life every day. We love each other every day. We love each other every week. That isn't to say that we don't get into debates or disagreements while we're growing. Mm-hmm. But... We live the life geared toward loving versus a life of, oh, well, you get this day. Here's your day. Okay, well, that was really great. Now I'm going back to normal. Yeah. Whatever normal is for you. Right. But it's about loving whoever you're with and honoring, even if it's for yourself, for -hmm. goodness sakes. And even if you're single and listening to this show, why, why not just take yourself out and just do something you love? Mm hmm that you wouldn't normally do for yourself. So think about it. Maybe that'll brighten your holidays a little bit. Sorry, yeah. I went off track a little bit. That's okay, but um, back to the holidays. If if you do feel extra happy during the holidays or kind of extra sad during the mm-hmm. holidays, you, you really should find out how it was originated. Yes, where did it come That's, from? Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Um, why are you spinning when you go shopping and everything's rushed? Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't you chill? You know, right. w- why does even the Christmas day have to be um, a crazy day? Why can't it just be chilled with everybody and enjoying right. each other? Well, why? Because we trigger each other. And when Michael spoke of how we live and how we love each other, you know, every day, we we looked at those triggers when they came up and we mm-hmm. worked on those triggers so they wouldn't happen again. So it's the same thing with the holidays. If you know, when I go to that sister's house, I know I'm going to be triggered because blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'd work on it now. So then you can have a chill kind of day or go on vacation and leave. <laughs> <Not go there. laughs> yeah, it all depends on how you're handling it. But yeah, and sometimes we're not saying that sometimes the families are literally impossible. So those probably best for vacations. But when they're just kind of disagreements or you go back and forth, then it's trying to figure out where it came from for you, why you have those animosities. And I think most times you're going to find they stem from childhood. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, if you're 40, 50 years old, childhood was a few days ago. Yeah. So to bring in what happened when you were 12 or 14, that's a little outdated. That's a really good point, Michael. You have to look at what do you believe? What do you do to yourself to create the anxiety that you call the holidays? Right. (laughs) What is it? So sometimes that anxiety is based on grudges. Holding a grudge because my sister, I don't know, stole my best pair of pants (laughs) and... uh, I'll never forget it and I'll never forgive you. So that grudge is now carried and now you're 45 and you're arguing at Thanksgiving or you don't want to visit each other at Thanksgiving. That, that's just outdated. You, you might as well wear oh, some fashion from the 1800s and go out <laughs> in public. You know, that, it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Or I know my sibling doesn't accept how I'm living right now or my mother's judging what I do. Start to work on those now. You have 21 days. 
And and think about it. If you're if you're worried about how your mother's judging you and you're an adult, don't you think there's something a little off? To still see your mother like you're a child? Mm. No. That's the purpose of being, we'll say, 18 or 21. Whether you've matured or not, you're in the adult stage. Your mother or father's judgment of you really should be irrelevant, theoretically. I, I realize that this carries on, but theoretically, it should not really mean anything. You should be looking to see how you want to experience life not how your parents want you to experience life. Here, here, Michael. Anything that is not working the way you know it should is right. part of the problem. Right. So, I mean, what I'm talking about includes everything from just the way you dress to whether you're coming out of the closet, so to speak. Yeah. It really doesn't make any difference. Be who you are. Love who you are. Don't worry about other people. That's only going to keep you shut down and... It really sucks the life out of, uh, of you, and it, it really does not support any self-love. And when you've cleared those things up, and they're not daunting in your face when you, when you hit the holidays, um, a suggestion from a family member or something in advice or a direction won't trigger you into something else. You may be thinking about what you're going through, mm -hmm. <laughs> from the past, and this person is just giving you some advice, but you're gonna take it as that. Right. That's a problem. See, yes. that's where things get in the way. And then you don't have the chill holiday. Right, so you get insulted because your sister said, wow, you, you cooked the potatoes too long. <laughs> well, let's make it a fact. Look at those suggestions, <laughs> are they fact or fiction? Or maybe it's just an opinion because your sister doesn't like them so well done. <laughs> and don't take it personal. Then there's people suggesting things that might be helpful, but because you're holding a grudge from your childhood, you're anxious and anticipatory of everything they're going to say because you know it's gonna be negative. So even a positive suggestion is now a negative comment, which is, there she is again, there he is yep. telling me what to do. Doesn't ever let me alone. So if you're a younger sibling, it might be, always trying to control me, always bossing me around. Or if it was another one that you were just in competition with, it might be, oh, always criticizing me. I can never look good enough. I can never please them. I can just never be me. They don't let me be me. Yeah, I hear that a lot. I mean, I've done that. Seeing it as your failure value instead of what you need to change it to make it work for you. I mean, really. Yeah, really. It's, so it's really your, important. Your value. It's mm -hmm. like, oh. Right. So people are taking their value to heart based upon their childhood perceptions and hearing their current day family say things that might just be logical. Yes. You know, I had this brings me to a client. Um, and uh, this was a couple. And the one person has trouble with direction from the other partner. So where to put things, how to place them. Now, almost in the beginning here, it sounds a little controlling, but I'm gonna to get to the point real quick. And how to organize things for flow. So the one partner was really looking at this as, how do I make things flow? 
how do I conserve for the environment and how do I make it easy for for us to get working here in the tiny kitchen we were in <laughs> the other partner heard oh god they're controlling they're so anal they just want everything where they want everything and <laughs> I can't ever do anything right and I'm never going to be good enough I'm never going to get it right for them and they completely missed the point so I want those of you listening to to look at this to say where do you miss the point because of your self-judgment because ultimately this one partner who was feeling hurt and insulted was looking at it through their own lenses and judgment of themselves of not having enough value not being good enough and looking to the outside for their value and really not understanding the logic of their partner. And the problem on the partner side was they were presenting a little roughly. Poor delivery. Yeah, huh, so right? the delivery was just off. It was just, why aren't you doing this? I don't understand. Yeah. Rather than, hey, honey, what, what's going on here? And so that delivery triggered the other partner in the anger of their parents that they grew up with, also the criticism they grew up with, so they couldn't even hear the logic of making this functional and environmental friendly. That's a great example, again, where going back to where it originated. Right. Right? It's crazy. And how easy misunderstandings take place. And then the judgments and the self-criticisms that you bring to the holiday table, you, you are not in the present fully. You are literally in your mind, in your awareness, living in the past, trying to experience the present with the judgments of the past. Yes. That's got to be difficult. Mm -hmm. I did do that when I was younger, but I did pretty much stop that in my 20s. I really made a deliberate effort to. Where it wasn't a to, reflection of your yeah. value. You, mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I, I didn't really live in the past in that way. Yeah. But I lived in the past longer than you. <laughs> yes, you have a long-seated past. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's done. <laughs> now it's just little triggers here and there, and I, uh -huh. I work on it. You know, it's neat. Wow. But, you know, all of this occurs. That was such a great example of your miscommunication and misunderstanding and misinterpretation. Right. Right? Um, you personalizing things. Yeah, see, I like the interpretation part because... You know, it's really funny, and we all do this, and this is a growth process, but we all hear things and are pretty darn sure that what we heard, we heard. If, yeah. And it was exactly what they meant, and it was exactly what they were thinking. And you know how often that's true? Probably about 20%. But how often it happens, and you go into this other reality being there, what you knew it meant, and they're over here in this reality, wonder why the communication is a problem, right. whether it's at work or at home. So you're mad at them in the reality of, I know they said it to criticize <laughs> me and they're telling me I don't have any worth and value. Well, they're going, well, I was just suggesting something that would be helpful. Why are you really angry with me? This is where you need forethought. How am I going to deliver this? Oh, right. What's right? going to be the effect? That's it. What, what are the possibilities? What are the potentials? When, when you hear something from someone and you take it personal, probably the first thing you should think of is what are the possibilities 
that this person might be thinking rather than I know darn right well what they're thinking and I know exactly what they're doing. Yes, whether you're at home or whether you enter your sibling's house for the holidays mm -hmm. and it's, it's like, how am I going to talk to that sibling or that parent? Yep. Are you gonna stir it up for them? Are you gonna do it purposely? Or are you just not gonna have any forethought? So the best solutions might be, have any? You so, go. Oh, oh, you have none? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, how about you ask them, exactly what did you mean when you said that? When were someone you, says it to you, right, that's a good were, idea. Were you trying to be controlling? Were you, what did you mean? Is that really true? Here's what I thought, is that accurate? Those type of questions now start to ask for clarity rather than become accusational and um, antagonistic. Especially during the holiday. That is very true. I think especially during every day. No, but really, I mean, you go back, you haven't seen them for a couple months, you're yes. going back and especially someone says something. Seen for a while. Right, a family member says something to you and you say, okay, and you ask those questions. That's a really good tip, mm -hmm. Michael. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I got lucky once in a while. <laughs> All right, so I think we're going to take a shout out and take a break, and we will be right back. At any given moment, somewhere in America, a baby is taking a first step, a developmental milestone. But for too many parents, a baby's first steps aren't just a milestone, they're a miracle. These are the parents of babies who were born prematurely or with birth defects. It's a crisis affecting more than half a million babies in the United States each year. You can help them by joining volunteers like you who walk in March for Babies. The money you raise funds research and local programs that help babies overcome the challenges of premature birth and birth defects. Together, our steps make stronger, healthier babies a reality for thousands of families. Sign up today at marchforbabies.org to take the steps that help make milestones and even miracles possible. Who will you march for? Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't seen your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. So before the break, we were talking about misinterpreting what family members or even partners say. Um, right, from so past that, judgments and whatnot. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So that leads us into complaints, um, criticism. Yes. 
Right. We actually did have a couple people ask about criticisms. Why do they hurt so much? Mm, and they do. Yes. I mean, complaints that include specific requests for change can make a relationship better. But criticism, not so much. What's the difference <laughs> between a complaint and criticism? I think they're both equal. Why would you see them different? I see them different. Why? Because you look at one with your eyes closed and the other one with your eyes open. <laughs> no. Complaint. You're complaining about something that's not working for you. Can you change this? Well, complaining. A criticism. Yeah, it's not. Can change this, well, not, a, <laughs> not a positive criticism, but a negative criticism. Well, makes a difference. Criticism is criticism. That's true. If you look it up in the dictionary, it doesn't say positive criticism and then negative criticism. Well, like, we add the positive and negative. Yeah, the, the constructive criticism in the workplace. Right. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's truly nothing wrong with criticism. Again, delivery. I think delivery. Well, what you make it mean, that's what I think. Delivery what and what, we, what means to you. Yeah. Criticism to most people means I am not good enough. I have done something bad or wrong. That's what most people interpret it as. I would agree. I know I, I did growing up. Yes. But really, it just means, hey, there's something that you can improve here. Right. So why isn't it that? Why isn't it just, wow, that's a good idea. I think I'll change that. Instead, my ego says, oh, my God, they're thinking I'm really terrible. And all my, I have to make myself feel better so I can be a better person. And you're trying to put me down. And now it becomes a competition and a fight and a battle and a war. And what if it's just... You, you don't put your hat on your wrist. You put your hat on your head. <laughs> so what's the problem? But this is where we make it up. And so it's like the other things in, in the holidays. It's bringing your past into the present. You have childhood definitions of words that mean something different. And you assumed those childhood definitions were accurate and you kept them as a permanent definition. And so now you act upon them like they are. That's like, oh, you're gonna criticize me. And even the whole culture has shifted away from, we can't criticize. Well, take it for what it really is. It really is just an observation of something that could use an improvement or a change. I agree there. But again, it goes back to delivery. You're not responsible for how someone's going to take what you're saying, even if you say it as most as kindly as you can. But no, the I delivery and knowing the other person and speaking their own language is crucial. Sure, I agree. I, mean, I agree yeah. that the way you deliver is important. So if you deliver your criticism with a critical, mean, dark attitude, ah, now that's not really criticism. Right. That's actually anger translated or a judgment translated through the criticism itself. There we go. So now what are we talking about? We're talking about the difference between the words themselves and what they mean and the energy of the word that's put behind what is being said. Well, let's say you don't add any emotion into it and other agenda about hurting a person and you're just simply saying the words still that other person could get offended well, so always, huh? yeah i mean you're not responsible for that no but you, you you do your best you can the best you can but then there's the other side where someone will use a a reasonable criticism to deliberately trigger someone because that's what family members do sometimes <laughs> they know your buttons 
and if they're still holding their childhood grudges against you, then they will say something that looks like it's neutral, but they have that little dig behind it so that you get the message, but it looks like they didn't do anything. Yes. And I've that's what I mean by the energy behind the words. Yes, I've seen it and I've felt it. Yes. And do you do it? No, I don't do it. Bet you used to. But I, I absolutely I used have, to have, have done it. But your tip earlier with asking, what do you mean by that specifically? Mm -hmm. And they said, what do you mean? My words were this. Now you're talking about the energy behind the words. Sure. Yeah, come it's, on. It's all about that. It's, yeah. it's really, so there's this unspoken language behind the language. But the first thing you want to do is start to look at the words and the words being used literally. Yeah. And if you don't know what they mean, don't assume what they mean. Go to the dictionary. Yes. It's something that when we work through the 55 concepts, um, the book and course that we have, we we talk about the dictionary technique. I just had a funny visual. <laughs> you're in the holiday and you're at your, your sibling's house and you're like, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom and you have your little dictionary looking up the word. <laughs> well, now you just do it on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody will think you're Facebooking, but you're really just looking, yeah, up, looking the up the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. If you take the time to do that, and it may sound laborious and almost ridiculous to some people, but if you take the time to do that, you start to hear what the words really mean, and then you can discern whether it's the energy behind the words, it's the intent that they have. Are they really trying to get you to dig? Because sometimes, as an adult, they may mean nothing by it, but you're pretty darn sure they're trying to make a dig. Yeah, I mean, I have an example for that. It would be you and I, married for 17 years but in the beginning you would say certain things and i knew you meant something else but now you'll say the same words <laughs> and i know they were just the words again you you, you can't be you right. can't be a superhero you don't you can't decide how this person's going to react you didn't mean this you were just saying the words mm -hmm. so i really had to um look at the stories that i was making and Boy, it's so much better in the house. <laughs> yeah, well, that comes with growth. That comes with going through that with each other mm -hmm. and taking the time to do that. Yeah. So if you're not holding a grudge, you have the yeah the wherewithal to ask questions and 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 move through that rather than hold the grudge and then continue to define it incorrectly. Yes, and that's what you're. We're talking about working this out with your partner. But you could also do this when you're oh, brother, sister, in the holiday. Yeah, mother. at the holidays that you don't, maybe you won't see someone for four months. You go there, you could still apply it. What did she actually say? And even if they're not participating. Yes. They don't have to be conscious of this, but you could still ask the question because they might get insulted at the question. Yeah. But you say, no, look, mom, really, what did you mean by that? And then one of two things will typically happen. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. They'll be forced to look at it themselves and know that they're caught up, snagged you, or they're going to look at it and really say, well, I was just curious, honey. And then all is well. And then you don't have to make this judgment about what you, what you, what it meant when you were a child. But I guarantee you that mother, mother <laughs> will go home that night and say, I wonder why she asked me that. Gosh, what was I meaning that? She's going to remember. 
she's going to remember that question that you asked her. She'll reflect on it because it's something that you normally wouldn't do. You're just busy making up stories in your head and spinning around and so, so yeah. <laughs> so so ultimately this this is really about you becoming more conscious and aware and trying to deliberately make changes that benefit you and make your life better, more enjoyable. So that consciousness is and this little phrase I have is that consciousness cures everything. It does. If you're aware and you get it, you understand why these things happen and those things happen, you don't personalize anymore. And then all that, all that's left, really ironically, that's left is your own self-judgment. So then you're stuck with you and the stories in your head. And then from there, you look at those stories and say, wow, do I want these stories? And why am I still using them? Gives you the opportunity to get out of it so that it really doesn't ever happen again in your life. Yes, and those stories do not allow you to chill anywhere. Nope, always nope. anxiety. Yeah, you want to be chill. I mean, right. it's, yeah. So, so for those of you who have chattering minds, you need to know that you can change it. It's not out of control. You just haven't learned how to redesign your mind. The mind doesn't run everything. It only runs things when you're unconscious. The more conscious you become, the more loving to self you become, and therefore the more ability or the greater your ability to make change without really great effort. Mm -hmm. And so this is really going back to loving yourself. And in turn, when you do that and you're not as stressed out, you can literally be more loving to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't an action, it's a feeling. So I don't mean by when you're more loving that you go out and do more things or you're just extra sweet and, hi, honey, how you doing? <laughs> no, I've had plenty of relatives in the past who have talked like this and they were really very mean people and they were really very critical and thinking negative things of you all the time. So even though their sweet honey voices sounded so nice, they're like the sirens of Ulysses. They lure you in with this sweetness and this great looking appearance while they're still have that energy behind it of their their criticism and their <laughs> angst and all the judgments they're holding on to so don't be fooled by appearance it's all about the feeling <laughs> i'm laughing because before when i used to get mad at you oh no i'm fine i, I don't do that anymore. i just say this is what's bothering me but i would say no i'm fine i'm good so that's what you would do Oh, oh, you're fine, and you're it's so sweet, and you would make fun of me. I'm like, shut up. And then she would get mad. Yeah, we get mad, even worse. And then eventually, sometimes she would find the humor in it. Yeah. She would chuckle, yeah. and then I would chuckle, and then we'd talk about what happened. Yeah, so I tell you in real time that you're really making me upset or whatever. And, and the reason sometimes that um, I, I, I'm having a little bit of, of an advantage in, in what happens between Adele and I is because... I was really doing my work for probably about 30 years before I even met her. And he's so much better than me. It's just so amazing. So I had a little bit <laughs> of a jump start. Yeah, you did. And so I, I was able to be in a different place for myself that sometimes sounds advantageous, but it really wasn't. It really came with a lot of hard work and a lot of self-reflection before I even met her. And... It also allowed me to be much more loving and much more patient, even 
though there were times when I still wasn't. I still had things to learn. Well, it was an advantage for me that you did the work before I met you. Yeah, I guess so it was. So it was just huh? easier yeah. for me. Yeah, because you know? I could only imagine that if I didn't do that work and we met at that time, we would have smashed some pretty serious Oh, yeah, heads. because we were pr both pretty strong. Yes. But although you're, yeah. I mean, right now, now that I'm surpassing you, it's a little bit different. Yes, you know, and now that she's um, surpassing me, I can sit back <laughs> and I can stay home and put my feet up on the on the ottoman and just kind of relax. So you're okay with do me? Do nothing. Oh, surpassing. Oh, you're all please right with that? take over completely. Dear. Okay. I'm right. I'm completely surrendering it to you. That I know more than you. I you're get okay? to Joe. I get to chill now. I don't okay. have to do anything. <laughs> I send you out to the world, and then I just kind of sit at home and do nothing. Get out of here. You're out in the world with me. No, no, no. I'm going to start staying home more. <laughs> oh, really? Now you're going to start to know more and surpass me. Actually, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, that's okay with me. Okay, I'm going to go on my book tour. I'm going to and... do art, and I'm going <laughs> to hang out, and uh, feel free to surpass me. Yeah, I want to be doing art, too, with you and chilling. Okay. okay. A little bit of that. What I wanted to have, two more things I want to talk about. Okay. So one is um, TMI. Okay. Too much information. Yeah, yeah. Too much information causes some when problems. You, when do you talk to others and you spill your guts? Yeah. So again, God, what's the holidays. The need to dump it. Yeah. See, what people tend to do is they tend to have like ninety billion thoughts at the same time, and when they find an opportunity, they vomit all those thoughts at once and just tell you everything you don't want to know or would never want to hear because. They feel like there's no time and I got to get it out. And I have to have this opportunity because this is my, my time to get it in. And so I'm going to tell you everything, even if it doesn't matter and you don't care. I'm telling you anyway. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and let's say you're shopping and you're moving and it's so busy and visiting all different people, work, and you get into, go to your holiday event. And that's when you want to, you're not even in your body and you're not even present and you're going to just talk it away. TMI. So you channel off your stress. Channel off the stress. It causes problems. It's insufficient. It's insufficient. In no, not you insufficient. Need to do more. No, 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 no. Inefficient. <laughs> inefficient. Like yes. if you're at work and you're in a meeting, have some forethought, see what you need to say and say it. Right. Instead of rambling on when you don't need to talk about TMI, right. all the different things with so much de so much detail. Take we'll a look at the times, maybe. Yeah. Think about how you may share a lot of information that may not be relevant, but you don't care because you just want to dump the information to get it out of your mind so you can feel a little calmer. That's called emotional vomiting. Yes. <laughs> and it gets all over everybody. And some people really don't like that and can't enjoy that. It makes it dysfunctional in the relationship. And actually comes back and makes your life more difficult. Yes, yes. And you don't answer people's questions exactly because right. you're somewhere else. <laughs> yes. You're in the monologue mode just vomiting. So, so just I, be aware of that, yep. right? Yeah, be aware of that. Yeah. Answering questions directly and exactly what was asked. So if somebody says, what color was the car? You don't say, well, there was a car on the road that went down the street that had yellow tires and it was going down there. And I, I looked at it for a minute, and well, nobody cares about all the information. <laughs> they just want to know what color the car was. So yeah. the color was black. Oh, the color was black. Great. Thank you very much. That makes life easy. It's precise. It's to the point. So. All right. 
Anything else from you? Just make this holiday a calm holiday. So right. start working on it now. Email us with some questions. Right. Love so, yourself. Love others. Be kind and reflect on yourself. That will change everything. Thank you for listening. See you next Thursday.